so I had like DC and Habib were all watching me. Hav was watching me, and this is her. I like I didn't, I didn't even necessarily get to say, "Hey, my name's Blaine Shut." Like, <laughs> I I just came walking in, and I'm warming up and stuff. I'm like looking over there. There's all these cameras and stuff on DC and Habib, just like messing around with each other and shit. And then Hav just comes in, "Hey, do you want to spar?" Blah blah blah. I got um, Antoine. You know, he, he's got a big fight coming up. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I go in there, and. uh one of the first things that were said to me when I was coming out here, um, one of my coaches and teammates, Matt Rizzo from New Jersey, yeah. um, UFC Bellator vet, um, he's like, yo, you got to make a statement when you go out there. He's like, you really got to like get these eyes to look at you and show you what you can do. And so like, it was great because what ended up happening was I ended up finishing him in the second round where like, he didn't want to continue fighting me anymore. He was done. Wow. Okay. Like he was, he was like, Hob was like, hey, you ready for the third round? Because I was on top of him, nice ground and pound, controlling him pretty well. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not, I'm, 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 I want out. Get me out of this cage. <laughs> Blayton, you're a father. You're the art of war, flyweight champion, CES flyweight champion, and coach. So much more, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. I'm excited to be here. Dude, I like to go back a bit. Where did you grow up, and what was childhood like for you, man? Um, it, uh, childhood was kind of rough. I mean, I definitely didn't have it like the worst. Um, gotcha. But uh, like I was the product of a, a very bad um, divorce at a young age between six siblings. Um, then like. Just, it's just the torment of growing up. Um, it seems like I was the black sheep of the family. Um, so I ultimately feel like I got the short end of the stick a lot. So I started to rebel and uh, form into being not the best child and doing some bad things, wrong things um, that just kind of like trickled into some worse stuff as I got older. Um, yeah, so like childhood was a little rough for me. Um, yeah. I'm, I definitely look back on it now and I, I, I don't regret any of it because it made me the guy I am today. I definitely regret decisions I made. Sure. I just don't think that I had it worse enough to the fact that like I would sit there and be like, yeah, if this wouldn't have been like that, I would have been a completely different person because I absolutely love who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't. Yeah. Man, absolutely. I, I think like, you know, I'm a big fan of Ed Milet and Tony Robbins. And both those guys kind of say something similar, but like, you know, life happens for us, not to us, man. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how we are. And, and, you know, I kind of had probably a similar background or, you know, uh, grew up in, you know, divorced family, things like that, man. And, and you know, obviously not compared, but man, yeah, I kind of came from that. And I look at it and go, man, I could have made some different decisions back then, but I uh, don't regret it, man. Cause it's who I made it. Who, you know, it's, it's what made me who I am. Yep. Very true. Very true. So, so how did you get into this whole MMA thing, man? Well, funny, <laughs> my MMA career is kind of funny okay. because, like, I didn't even know the damn thing existed. I didn't even know it was a real thing until 2010. Okay. Um, so I, I wrestled my whole life. Um, nice. Everybody knows that. Um, so the most thing I knew, like, outside of wrestling was just other disciplines. You know, like, I had an uncle who was, like, a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, gotcha. I had a couple of friends that did jujitsu that thought that they were tough shit, tried to come into the wrestling room and wrestle with me, and then I'd slam them on their heads, and then all of a sudden I'm losing consciousness, not knowing what the fuck. So, 
Um, so I actually ended up getting like introduced to a plethora of different um, disciplines at a younger age. I mean, I never like truly committed to anything, but I at least sat there and dabbled in some shit where like there was one time I went to my uncle's 16th party, 16th birthday party, and all his Taekwondo friends were there. And I'm like, he was three, four years older than me. So okay. I was like 12 at the time. And uh, all these guys were apparently badass Taekwondo guys, already black belts at that age and stuff like that. And we had like a little tournament for his birthday downstairs in the basement of his house. And I remember I was like, all right, cool. There was this one kid there that I didn't really like. I can't remember what his name was, but he was like an asshole towards me and like bullied me a little bit while I was there thinking he yeah. stole this. So me and him got paired up and we went at it. Okay. So, and I actually brawled with him, you know, like I was, I was whooping his ass from what I can remember. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he just got me with this beautiful fucking changeover kick and just crashed my nose, blood was everywhere. And that was the only hit he got, but that's all he needed apparently to beat me. Yeah. So I ended up losing my, that. And like, so that's pretty much my extent into the whole Taekwondo thing. Um, then I really got somewhat invested in, um, jujitsu nogi so i i technically call it submission wrestling in my personal opinion sure um which i think that there's a huge difference in submission wrestling nogi and gi jujitsu okay. um my personal opinion with uh submission wrestling is it, it, way more dominant it's way more aggressive it's way more searching for the submission and instead of the whole passive and nogi and self-defenseness of jujitsu yeah so i was I got into that roughly into like middle school where I actually used to go to the YMCA um, and like train it periodically with a couple of other wrestlers to add, just to add to our game, you know, just to learn some little cheap, dirty, dirty wrestling shit we could do in our own. Yeah. yeah. So that actually took off for me. I actually thoroughly enjoyed being able to use um, the, the dominance and love that I have of wrestling into like strict putting somebody out. You know, I can, I can bear hug somebody into a submission, but there's a different feeling in completely bear hugging somebody into passing out. Right. So, yeah. it, so I loved it. It just meshed. I never, like, I know a lot of wrestlers actually had a huge issue transitioning from the wrestling to jujitsu or jujitsu and wrestling, whichever. For me, it just, it just, it just molded perfectly. I, nice. I, I love it. That's awesome. So, I mean, what fuels you to be successful in the MMA side and in life, man? Um, shit. I mean, I, my, I, life in general, my personal opinion is discipline. Like, yeah. I mean, you have, you have to have discipline to get up every morning. You have to have discipline to get your ass to work one time. You have to have discipline to pay your bills, you know, it, and I have to give credit to where I got my discipline from was from wrestling, you know, yeah. um, the discipline of cutting weight, the discipline of training hard, all the blood, sweat and tears that you put into something like that, the commitment that I put into it. Um, I have not had anything in my life um, really reflect more on real life than what my wrestling has done for me my whole life. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And you've trained with some bad dudes from DC to Khabib and so many others, man. How much confidence does that give you having trained with those guys before you step into the cage? Um, it's, it's really cool. I mean, like the first time I went out there, um, I mean, I, I've only been out there four trips now. So I still, I don't necessarily can what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. I don't think that I'm like truly part of the, the fight team there yet. Sure. I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. so like I said, I've only been there a few times, but I've had the, uh, 
the privilege of actually going to DC's house, training with him individually while he was getting ready for his last fight. Unfortunately, nice. it didn't fall that right the way Sorry. I wish it would have. Um, <laughs> getting to train with uh, Habib, like um, in in his small seclusion area before the whole COVID thing like hit, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, I I was blessed with a lot of opportunities, and I mean even before then, when it comes to like the whole wrestling aspect of it, um, with running my own uh, wrestling team, um, Team Shot Wrestling. Um, th- that has just opened up so many windows in itself of knowing the guys that have grown up from wrestling for me that are in college now and establishing their name. I mean, just knowing guys such as like Darian Cruz and Bryce Meredith, um, the Decatur brothers are going to be coming up from um, Ohio. Mason Paris is doing his thing up in Michigan University, just won a USA uh, national title this past weekend. Nice. Um, so like all these guys, I, I, I formed a bond with throughout my wrestling career was again so just wrestling has just outleted so much stuff for me because if it wasn't for any my if it wasn't for me wrestling I wouldn't have any of these branches or um anything that I had yeah but uh it, I mean it's it, it's definitely awesome because the first time that I was out at AKA going back to what the original thing was um I remember a superstar struck you know because okay. like there were so many hammers in that room right yeah and I love telling this story because um, I literally got right off the plane, went straight to practice, and uh, Hav, who runs the gym, he's like, hey, are you, are, you, are you capable of sparring? So I'm like, yeah. So what they will do is the, the big guys that have um, fights coming up, they'll pull them to a different part of the gym where it's a secluded caged area, okay. and um, they'll have them spar, full blown. And... Uh, so I had like DC and Habib were all watching me. Hav was watching me, and this is her. I like I didn't, I didn't even necessarily get to say, "Hey, my name is Blaine Shut." Like, <laughs> I I just came walking in, and I'm warming up and stuff. I'm like looking over there. There's all these cameras and stuff on DC and Habib, just like messing around with each other and shit. And then Hav just comes in, "Hey, do you want to spar?" Blah blah blah. I got um, Antoine. You know, he, he's got a big fight coming up. So I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I go in there, and. Uh, one of the first things that were said to me when I was coming out here, um, one of my coaches and teammates, Matt Rizzo from New Jersey, yeah. um, UFC Bellator vet, um, he's like, yo, you got to make a statement when you go out there. He's like, you really got to like get these eyes to look at you and show you what you can do. And so like, it was great because what ended up happening was I ended up finishing him in the second round where like he didn't want to continue fighting me anymore. He was done. Wow. Okay. Like he was, he was like, Hob was like, hey, you ready for the third round? Because I was on top of him, like, ground and pound, controlling him pretty well. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, 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 I want out. Get me out of this cage. So ever since then, like, they, they, they really all put me under their wing. Like, um, me and DC hit it off really cool. Me and Habib had a couple great chats. Um, I got to go with Omar to gear, who just made his UFC debut this weekend and won his. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Um, and, like, every time I've gone out there since, I've gotten closer and closer, and I became part of the family and team there. Um, again, I still don't want to jump the gun and say I'm part of AKA, but I'm definitely working my way into it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good team to be involved with either way, man. That's awesome, dude. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, starting with Rewebbed. They are the best digital marketing agency on the planet. I love working with those guys. Founded by a guy named Ian Inman. 
He's on a mission to feed 1 billion kids and help 1 million entrepreneurs. Go check him out, tell him I sent you. Alpha Outpost, amazing monthly subscription box sent right to your door every single month. You can start for five bucks, they send you cool stuff like this. Go use the code TOPRATINGMMA for 15% off your order. Every time that I have a guest on my show, they say that's an amazing flag. Well, this flag here and many others that I own are from a company called Combat Flags. It's a veteran-owned company. They're on a mission to donate as much money as they can to stop soldier suicide. It's an amazing organization. Go check them out, Combat Flags. Before a fight, you're backstage, you got your headphones on, man. What's, what's going through your mind before you walk out to the cage there? Why the hell am I here? <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but every time I'm back there, there'll be the slight nervousness. And it, I mean, and I've gotten better over the years, yeah. but it still has that significant thought where it's like, God damn it. Like, I don't, I, am I feeling all right? You know, like making sure everything's cracked up, you know, like, am I, did I do everything I needed to do? Am I ready for this? You know, like, but like, that's just, that's just pre-fight jitters. And if you don't have that, you're just not human. Yeah. Um, even wrestling, I, I, I could be wrestling some dude that was like 0-15, right? And like I could be getting ready to run out, and he's gotten pinned every match in 30 seconds. And I'd still get somewhat nervous just simply because of the fact, what if I'm that one guy? Right. It, that something stupid just happens. Yeah. Because it happens, you know what I'm saying? And then in, in, and in fighting, it's even worse. Like, you can't control getting knocked the fuck out. Like, right. you just – you move in that one-dimensional, like, slight second of, of – time frame and get hit with something like and it could just destroy everything so like part of the fight game is is also a luck thing too so but like all that shit gets thrown out the window uh as soon as as that as soon as i step in that cage i am a completely different person like my whole demeanor my physicality the way i walk um everything about me my presence is just different is now i come from being like tired, exhausted, thinking about when I want to eat that night, missing my daughter or like some girl that I'm in love with and doesn't love me back or something like that, you know, like, yeah. um, all that is just gone as soon as I step in that cage. And now I'm fucking hungry. Now I want to fucking taste some blood. I want to get cut up. I want to cut this dude up. I want to break somebody's arm. I want to smash somebody's face in. I want to, I want to highlight fucking DC somebody on their head. You know what I'm saying? Like I even have thoughts sometimes where I want to I want to pick somebody up and I want to chuck them out the cage. Right. I legitimately just want to chuck them out the fucking cage. <laughs> I don't I mean I'm not exactly sure if that's allowed or not. Right. I'm pretty sure I might end up getting DQ'd or some shit like that. But shit, yeah. I'll be damned if that doesn't get put on ESPN. Right, I totally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, what's next for you, champ, man? Anything lined up for you, dude? Um, unfortunately, no, nothing's lined up. I mean, okay. I had a couple feelers. Um. There were a couple, like, um, crossing your fingers for a call for the last second for the UFC exchanges that didn't end up happening. Gotcha. Um, I was actually getting – I was actually matched up to fight for the last Bellator card a couple weeks ago to yeah. fight uh, this, uh, this dude named – his nickname is Cupcakes. Um, oh. uh, but uh, that fight, unfortunately, didn't fall through because of situations of me being the champ at CES. I guess there just wasn't enough time that CES decided to release me to make sure all the medicals and all that other stuff like that hmm. would have been done for that fight to happen. So yeah, that was a, that was a really, that was a really big gut punch to me. Cause that, I was really excited for it. I mean, I, I was, I was even bumping up to 135 for this fight against another big name dude. And I was super excited for it. I was ready for it. I've been training ever since 
I won my belt. You know, I won my belt back in January. Yeah. Um, I was ready. I was set and ready to defend it in April against Richie Santiago. And uh, I, I've been ready to go. I don't even know how many months it's been. Like, what is it? What are we in October? Was it 10? 10? Yeah. So I've been training the last 10 months. You know what I'm saying? Like for fight camp training. I've right. been training three times a day, you know, and it, it's just shit just isn't happening. And it's really, it's getting to me. It's depressing me. It's like, it's really fucking with me. And it's making training really hard. Cause it's one of the hardest things to do is to stay motivated and disciplined to continue to grind and train as hard as I am for no reason. Right. Like I am like, again, I'm crossing my fingers for that last second call for the UFC or Bellator. And I've gotten teased with it both times, but now it's like, all right, stop fucking teasing me before. Like, like I'm about to lose my shit. Yeah. Like it sucks. It's, it's hard. Like my body's getting tired, you know, and I could feel myself wearing out just a little bit just because of, um, the exhaustion of training and then like getting turned down and stuff like that. Like I'm getting blue balled. Nobody likes getting blue balled. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I need to get, I need to get taken care of. I need to get put in there. So like, so that didn't happen. So then I was like, all right, cool. So then CES was like, all right, well, how about this? How about we, we match you up. We'll let you fight for the 35 pound belt for CES and you can become champ champ. Again, I was like, fuck yeah, fine. Let's do this. Yeah. So they, they took it back and I guess, um, I don't, I don't want to name who the opponent was. It was supposed to be the same person I was supposed to fight without okay. saying his name for the 25 pound belt. But uh, I guess he, we initially didn't get to have it at 25 on this card that they're having this Wednesday right. because he didn't want to make 25. Ugh. So then they even offered him in at that 35, like they said, and he still turned it down. So, okay, that's fine. So, other, I mean, other than that, I didn't hear anything else. I know that uh, there was remnants or growling or whatever the hell about me and that Cupcakes guy fighting at 135 for CES. But, like, no. No. Because, A, Bellator has that on their list to match us up again. Right. At, at, least, at, at least that's what I'm being told. Yeah, yeah. So if Bellator is interested in that fight – I'm absolutely not going to take it at CES or anywhere else because I'm not taking that off of Bellator's plate to get me in the Bellator, right. let alone I'm getting to get paid way more than I would take in that fight right now for CES. So yeah. like, it just didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, nah, no, no, no. I'll wait for fucking Bellator to hit me up again, but I'm, you're not going to take that from me again. Yeah. Because like, I like, it, it, it got borderline to the point where, like, I was sitting there and I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, do I need to vacate my title? Like, what the fuck? Because, like, why am I not getting a fight? Why can't I fight? Well, like, why did you stop this fight? Right. Because um, I was getting mixed things. I mean, like, I, I was like, getting fifth party because, like, the guys at New England MMA were trying to help me. Um, uh, Lars and um, uh, yeah, the other guys that my at uh, New England MMA were trying to help me out with the Bellator situation because they were helping match that card. Yeah. And um, then um, my coach down at Tech MMA in Virginia, uh, Perry, was also trying to see what was going on with CES. Then you have myself getting hit up individually by the guys on top, which doesn't make sense why matchmakers come to me because why the fuck would I – like, that's why I don't understand the management part because I have matchmakers coming to me, right? Yeah. Talking to me about fights. So then, like, why – like <sighs> – the managing thing sucks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> managing thing sucks because, like, I'm not trying to step on any toes. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested. 
but go talk to this person. And then something like just, I don't hear nothing back, whatever the fuck from either side of anything. So then I end up reaching out, but then they, then they talk back to me, you know? So it's like, yeah, it, it, it's frustrating. Um, Cause I've actually gotten hit up by uh cars that just hit me up yesterday. Okay. They, they have a show in Brazil in like a week or two, but I don't have a passport. Otherwise I was all about it. Right. Um, like I said, other than the Bellator situation, stuff like that, um, CFFC offered me another title shot for their for their 25 belt again, but obviously me being the champ CEF, that's 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 really stepping toes there. Right. So that that's not that's not something. But like, yeah. So I I understand the whole COVID situation, whatever. So like, I understand that CES probably doesn't have the the funds to like bring me out. You know, like, sure. from, even though I'm only in PA, I technically could drive, but like, it's still like, I don't fight for fucking free. So I'm, so I guess a lot of the guys that are fighting on their show are actually taking huge pay cuts. And I don't think I would have done that, you know, cause I have, a, I have a house to pay for. I have a kid to take care of. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not about to go take a week off of work, then two weeks off of work for quarantining to make $500. Right. Yeah. Does make sense. But I'm still super pissed. <laughs> because they screwed me out of making 20k yeah. from fucking Bellator. Really? So uh, I was so excited about that Bellator call. Like, I, that crushed me. That crushed me. I, I I'm praying because like they actually did reach back out again, and okay. there's a possible there's a possible opportunity for me back in Bellator in December. Okay. Um. They're, so they're giving my name out to some dude. I, I think his first name's like Cass. I don't remember what the last name was. It was like C A S S. Okay. Um. So that's a possibility. They're giving me his name to fight at 135 again. I'll bump up um, because it's Bellator. I'll bump yeah. up for Bellator big paydays. Absolutely. But I'm not going to bump up for no fucking more money or for a lost cause. Right. So yep. hopefully that happens. I'm hoping that dude's not a fucking pussy. I mean, I've already got offered a fight. I, I got offered a fight for LFA to bump up to 145. LFA offered me a 145 pound fight. I got this two days ago. Um, from the guys at Fightbook. Yeah. Um, they, he hit he hit me up and he said, "Hey, can you go 45?" I'm like, "Well, I'm walking around at 33, but you know, what? fuck it, yeah, I want to fight." And uh, he sent me the dude's name. I'm like, "I'm all about it." The guy, the guy I think was five and zero, oh, but he fought. I think his combined opponent record was like five and like 27. And um, so like, yeah, fuck it, I'm all about it. Guy turns down to fight with me. He's a 145 pounder. I'm a 125 pounder. No way. <laughs> Turns down the fight with me. What? So, like, it's frustrating. It's, I don't, I mean, I know I'm good, but, like, I don't, I didn't know I was at that level where guys were afraid to fight me. Right. Yeah. Man. But I guess that's a cool thing, too. But at the same time, it's like, come on, like, I got to fucking fight. Like, somebody, like, it, whether if it's at another promotion or not at this point, like, I, I got to fight, you know, like, I got to stay relevant, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, I'm frustrated, bro. I'm frustrated. So you got any connections anywhere? Fucking send my name out there. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. Absolutely, dude. Wanted to shift to some fun questions here, man. Got these things called pod decks. That's like just random questions, man. I'm pulling out and see how it goes here. All right, this one cool. says, what is something that you hate but you wish you loved? Something I hate but I wish I loved. Hmm. Damn, that's tough. Something I hate, but I wish I loved. I guess watching the UFC. 
Okay. To keep it relevantly relevant to what I do, um, yeah, I don't watch the UFC much. Like, unless okay. it's somebody that I know, like, I, like, I don't want to say it's boring. Yeah. But, like, the guys that they teeter to are obviously the heavier guys. Right. And I'm just not – they're not as technical as us little guys. They're not as fun to watch. They're not as fast. They're not as graphic. Like, yeah, like, you have your, like – heavy hit and cool knockouts and kicks and shit like that but like that's 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 one thing yeah. i want to see some freaking sick ass transitions or like dude this guy flipped out of this and did that and like chain wrestling and some shit like i, I so that's what i think i like because everybody asks me all the time they're like are you watching the fight tonight well i'm like shit who's fighting right yeah like yeah, yeah, so like you're a professional fighter blah blah you don't know who's fighting i was like dude like i will only i literally i only watch ufc if it's somebody i know or somebody that I like to watch, like Dominic Cruz or TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Other than that, I don't even watch it. Right. Okay. So when you're not fighting, you're not training, what are you doing for fun, man? Training. Training? Okay. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, I mean, even like straight up pretty much. I mean, every, every day, you know, I'm training two, three times a day. You know, wow. I wake up in the morning. I work part-time at FedEx. So I wake okay. up at 6, I start work at 6 a.m. in the morning. Nice. I get off at 11, 12 o'clock. I, I go to my strength conditioning, and as soon as I get done with my strength conditioning, at Tim's on Tim's personal training, almost time, There's my shout out plug. Yeah. Um, then I go straight to my boxing. Um, well, I lie. I pick up my daughter. Then I go straight to my boxing at Manny Rose Boxing, um, and I'm there for the next three, four hours with my daughter training, and then I come home and I relax. Now, normally, when I'm done with that, my daughter gets picked up roughly around like six o'clock at night. I would leave and go to my MMA or jujitsu practice that night, which would be at Moser's Mat Club. Um, but I recently, like a month ago, like lost one of my vehicles, whatever, the engine blew in my fucking Volkswagen Jetta. What a surprise. Um, so I don't have a vehicle to drive all the way out there because it's an hour commute and then an hour back. Gotcha. So that has been suffering a little bit. I mean, I still, I still get it in at my own small spots and whatnot and so on and so forth, but I'm, I haven't been able to um, travel like I normally do. Like I would go train at Matt, with Matt Rizzo in Philadelphia or in New Jersey, stuff like that, or yeah. like the other places. So there's that. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on, dude. No, no. Uh, two more questions for you. What's your favorite band for you or favorite type of music you like to listen to? Oh, my favorite band. All right, so my favorite band um, at the moment um, it would be a uh, dead American. Okay. So, um, the, the lead singer of that, uh, Cove Reber, he was actually the old singer from a band called Theosin, which yep. Theosin was one of my favorite bands growing up listening to. Yeah. And then, um, he ended up getting kicked out. And then Anthony Green, who was the original Theosin singer came back. And I actually had the privilege of actually meeting Cove and talking with him a couple of times and stuff like that as he started his new uh, Dead American band and everything. And I actually went and got to see him live and I actually hung out with him and the band and stuff like that. So I walked out to a couple of his songs. So Dead American, check them out. They're shit. Cove, Maddie, the rest of the guys, they're cool ass dudes. Um, hardcore rock, you know, you gotta, you gotta love it. You gotta yeah, love it. Absolutely. Last question for you, man. What's your favorite part about being a dad? Oh, everything, dude. Everything. Everything from the from the cuddles to wanting to chuck her out of the window, you know. <laughs> um, it, it's awesome, you know. Like, yeah. it, it. I 
other than like what you hear about what you, the concept of loving your spouse would be, it's like that plus 50 for a kid. Because it's like at the same time, you want to like punch them in the face sometimes because they don't stop. But it just, you kind of like sit there and you chuckle about how badly you want to hit them so bad, but they're so damn cute. And then they come up and just like hug your leg or something like that. And your mood completely changes. Yep. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. I, I love being a dad. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, especially like my daughter comes and trains with me every day. Wow. So not only did I get to like to, to be um, a present dad, you know, like I like I'm a full-time dad, just like I am. I mean, me and her mother are not together. So I am a single dad, but I'm also still a full-time dad. I'm with my daughter every single day. I make sure I see her as much as possible. Um, and she spends a lot of time with me. Um, so she'll even come and train me. So I got to watch the development of everything, you know, from, yeah. the, from the crawling to the standing to the walking to the jibber-jabbers to the talking to the, an actual word to sentences. Um, so she'll actually be three on November 30th. So okay. time's just flying. But yeah. the, the best thing that I've been out of the whole situation is um when she she actually comes and trains with me so i'll be hitting the bag and stuff like that and doing my boxing and stuff she picks it up she'll come up to the bag next to me and put some gloves on the wrong hands and start hitting the bag <laughs> yeah. and she'll even go as far she'll go she'll she'll like exhale on every time she punches so she'll go <laughs> so she's punching she'll, she'll hold mitts for me she'll hold tie pads for me she will she wants me to hold for her and it, it, it's just it, it's just great I, I love watching the development because she is going to be a badass when she gets older like i'm going to get a call from the principal at some point in time in her career saying that she punched some dude in the face and i'm gonna say well kids shouldn't have touched it right yeah totally <laughs> blade i also wanted to give you an opportunity to give a shout out to coaches teammates sponsors man anything like that dude the camera's all yours man um oh man so uh, obviously i got i got a, i got a shout out uh, my coaches um many rose uh many rose boxing actually many rose boxing and daycare because while i'm doing most of my stuff there he's chasing my daughter around okay on top of yelling at me yeah um and he actually has his own little daughter too it's around the same age as my daughter so it's, it's really awesome getting them to uh train together um oh, nice. sponsors uh elite energy um dependable solutions um Conquer uh, CBD oils. Um, those guys have been with me and helped me out from the beginning of my fight career. Um, great guys, Derek and Josh and them. Um, uh, off the top, crap. I wish I had my sponsor shorts with me right now because I know I'm going to forget a couple people. But uh, yeah, um, teammates and other, um, Matt Rizzo, I gave a shout out a couple times. Uh, everybody at AKA, DC, all those guys, Hop, um, the Luna family, always for hosting me every time I go out there. Um, shout out to the chick I'm in love with that doesn't like me back. <laughs> um, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> would you say that's awesome? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It hurts me right here, but whatever. Okay. My mama didn't raise a quitter, bro. Right, mama didn't raise right. a quitter. Look, look, we'll, 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 we'll come back to this conversation someday, and you're going to be like, yeah. so what's the update? You know, I'm going right. to be like, you know what? She still doesn't like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um shit where are we at shout out um shout renaissance chiropractics um uh randy fry one of my first ever bjj instructor um and anybody else that was with me rising up you know ben moser moser's mat club um all the mother guys sorry if i forgot your name uh or like everything right off the top of my head right now because when i get pulled in the spot i tend to forget some stuff but Thank yeah you. thank you so much for having me on man i really appreciate it 
Dude, Blaine, such an honor to have you on my show, man. I'm excited to see you back in the cage. Hopefully you get the big call from Bellator UFC very soon. Would be awesome to see you back in the cage, man. And thank you again for taking the time, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching the show today. I so appreciate it. Please leave a comment down below. Leave us a review. Share this video. We want to get it in front of as many people as we can. I'm going to continue to bring on the best guests possible and the best up-and-coming fighters, real fighters, real stories. Thank you so much for checking it out. Have an awesome day.